0: I interrupt your usual schedule of male privilege and patriarchal oppression to bring you episode 111 of the Scottish Liberty Podcast. Earlier on this year, I was asked by Elizabeth Hobson of the Liberty Bells to give a presentation at a conference on men's issues in London. Of course, I'm in India, so I had to submit my talk as a video. That will be on YouTube when I get home, the internet here is too slow to upload it, but for most of you who listen to this on your podcasting app, here is the audio, I'm sure you will enjoy it. Greetings Patriarchs, Misogynists, Rape Apologists, all right, crypto-fascists and problematic deplorables, or perhaps I should say Namaste, as I'm bringing this presentation from India. I really regret that I can't be with you guys today, I was so looking forward to exercising the privilege. I hope someday in the future that uh, we can all get together, manspread, violate safe spaces and oppress the intersectionally disadvantaged. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Anthony Samroff. Some of you might have heard me on the Scottish Liberty podcast, others might have seen me on YouTube. If not, well, get out. I work as a therapist and because of that, I thought the best thing I could do would be to take a sort of psychological angle on my presentation. Uh, I work with people all over the world, men and women, to help them overcome whatever challenges that they're facing in their lives. I've got videos, self-help videos on YouTube and things like that. So a lot of the other speakers are far more qualified than I am to talk to you about how men are disadvantaged in the family courts and in the justice system and what have you. Um, I don't know if that, you know, that old feminist slogan, the personal is political. I don't know if the uh, the personal is political or if it should be, but I do know that the, the challenges that are facing men today, they're not just it, political and philosophical, they're deeply personal. Um, you know, the, the, the challenges that I faced and that a lot of you have faced and probably still are facing are deeply personal, so I think it would be good to look at it from, well, that angle, you know, the, the challenge, what's unique ab- about the challenges that we face today? Uh, I've been thinking about this old idea of the archetypical man as a potentially heroic figure or an elder, you know, that's something that's been taken away from us. A noble warrior that overcomes adversitary adversitary adversity, a skilled musician or a magician or a wise sage, the lovable rogue um, or a shrewd merchant who builds an empire. I mean, how many movies have you seen where the... The villain is a capitalist. Um, uh, uh, how many have you seen where the hero is a businessman who creates something, who invents something that um, that enriches other people and uh, is respected for that? It seems to me that a man was someone who could be esteemed and honoured and admired because he stepped up to the challenge of becoming fully fledged. Um, you know, taking life by the horns, by the balls. If you're more obnoxious than I am, uh, I don't know, I can be pretty obnoxious. Uh, Basically by making the most of himself, by fulfilling his destiny and enriching other people while he's doing that. And there are so many of these great archetypes, and uh, all through uh, fantasy and popular culture, uh, and each of us has the personality type to embody at least one or some of these archetypes. But if you pay any heed to what the media has to say about us, well, you know, our our potential to do good, you know, we're we're violent, we're potential rapists or wife beaters, Um, uh, and if they condescend to call us the allies, you know, um, male feminine, or a man can't even be a feminist, He, he must be an ally, you know, that's pretty condescending. We can't escape from the fact that as men, under their worldview, we are still complicit in the patriarchal system of oppression because we are privileged at the expense of others simply for the crime of being born a man. So what's left to step step up for? What are we stepping up to? What is the reward for heroism so you can be called exploitative? Half of your income will be taken away from you by the government. Then you might be denied access to your children and taken to the cleaners by your ex-spouse. If you're successful, it's never by your own lights. It's never by your own merit. It's because someone is lost in order for you to win. If you're rich, it's because someone else is poor. The idea that you can excel because you work hard to arise, to the cha- and there's a lot of challenges, involved in making the most of your own talents, finding out what you're talented at, right? Competence and conscientiousness, they're just sneered upon now. So no wonder there are so few great role models left because the society and malign's achievement. I I don't know, you know, if if you agree with me, if you see where I'm coming from, I I hope you see what I'm saying. I mean, no one wants to be an oppressor, right? So, you know, just, just step away from the challenge And a lot of the things we're criticised for, like being disproportionately represented in politics or at the top of industry, and high paying jobs, all the sports and media stars and musicians, they're mostly men, okay, these are all things that men did to make themselves more eligible to women, historically. I mean, women aren't under the same pressure to excel in order to be appealing to the opposite sex. Society might put some pressure on them now because everyone's meant to be successful, but it's not going to make them more lovable, broadly speaking. But, you know, society acknowledges that the pressures that are put on women to appear beautiful and to spend a lot of time on their makeup or on expensive or uncomfortable clothes and accessories, that's acknowledged by the feminist movement and mainstream culture as social pressure but we're told that the pressure on us, and many of us perceive it as a pressure, is actually a privilege. And if we're not measuring up to those standards, um, society standards or the ones that we learn to place on ourselves, then our position certainly doesn't feel like a privileged one. Does it? Okay, trigger warning. I suspect that the reason why it's hard for so many of us to take seriously the claim that we're unduly privileged is this society, and this, sorry, the, um, the idea, it's hard for us to take seriously the idea that we're unduly privileged in this society for a more deep and visceral level than just knowing the correct statistics on the wage gap. It's because quite frankly. Being a man today doesn't really feel like much of a privilege. Am I right? If anything, it feels like being a man today is harder than ever, and it's not because we're evening out the tables and uh, that our privileges are are being taken away from us either. It's just that... is, Is it just that we're vilified by society or something else has changed? Because, you know, obviously life has never been easy. If you're born 300 years ago, chances are you'd be working over 60 hours a week on a farm. Almost everyone was, except for a few aristocrats, uh, the the 1% of the 1% of old. Okay, the work was grueling, not much cash for it either. A number of your children would likely die before reaching adulthood, either because they got too cold in the winter or they starved to death. And these conditions were just accepted as normal, right? You did the parents' job you did, and you married who your parents said. Your produce belongs to your feudal lord, and you were allowed to keep what they decided was left over for you. If you were able-bodied, you might get conscripted into the army at any time just to die for someone else, to to, to be forced to kill other people for the glory of your king, of your feudal lord. Um, and if you weren't, the chances are, you basically... If you weren't as conscripted into the army, chances are... Uh, You'd live your whole life where your parents lived, and you'd die where your parents died. And because you were working like 60 hours a week on the farm, you wouldn't have much leisure time, not much disposable income to say buy a musical instrument or do something that you could get skilled at with. Even buying a new garment was an exceptional affair, you know, something that happened once in a lifetime. So why why, why are we facing such challenges as men, as men, when... On the face of it, life's never been so good, right? Well, I mean, we've gained so many freedoms, and uh, people talk about the freedom to vote, but that's pretty trivial compared to our other freedoms. Um, You know, because even though life was hard, your role was largely laid out in front of you. You knew what you were here to do, and you knew how to do it. You know, you don't work 60 hours on a farm every week without being Good at everything that you need to do. The challenges are relatively predictable, and um, you, you, we laugh at the concept of first-world problems. Oh, first-world problems! But the truth is that the modern world has laid out new challenges for us that our upbringing and definitely our education system has not adequately prepared us for. And so we've got these existential crises, right? So. We have to choose a profession, and you know, be confident that we are not underachieving in that profession. We might wonder if we're, uh, we could have done something better, or we could have been more successful, or earned more money, or maybe earned less money but do something that was more spiritually satisfying. We have to choose our partner. For God's sake, I mean, we have to find someone that wants to settle down with our uh, intolerable assets. Do you know what I mean? And, and then what, you know? It seems like fewer and fewer people are in a mutually satisfying relationships. So you might always wonder if you, if you know, if you're in the relationship you're in, because you want to be there, or because you were scared that you, you wouldn't have met someone that loved you more uh, you have to be satisfied with how you spend your leisure time are you wasting it on netflix should you be practicing something that will mean a better life for you should you be getting good at something and uh, we have to choose what we put in our body i mean there was a time where we'd just be happy to bloody well have something to eat right so and um, that means a lot of us uh, have health issues where we've got addictions to foods we've got addictions to substances and we get out of shape um, and uh, our work used to be grueling enough that everyone would be, you know, uh, excuse my French, but built like a shit brick house because the the, the, the work was labour intensive. So, the, the area you live in, I mean, would you have better friends if you'd bothered to move somewhere else? I think you hear what I'm saying, right? If you were a giraffe or a lion, you'd have no thought of being an elephant, right? But because we have so much freedom and choice these days, we're never really quite sure whether we're measuring up. I mean, are you feeling me? Does this sound familiar to you? I mean, I know I'm not there to hear you, but if you get what I'm saying, you you can nod along and, and say yeah, so that other people in the audience know that they're not the only one. Do you agree that this is a problem? I mean. From my perspective, these are the existential, psychological issues of our day, like making meaning with our freedom. People used to suffer from their lack of freedom. Now we don't know what to do with our freedom. So my question is, and it's an open question, is how do we as contemporary men rise to face these challenges head on? How do we get our lives right, you know? Um, all these archetypical heroes they had a destiny they, they stri- strove for something in their life and what made it awesome is by following their own instincts, their dreams, their passions From by making the most of their talents whether they were the wise sage or the honourable warrior or the lovable rogue um, they enriched others the, the irony is of this age you know the sense of meaninglessness. is that while as men were maligned for being men there's maybe never been a time when the heroic man the wise man the sage the philosopher the innovator the scientist the magician has been needed more we need you do you agree with me And given that we can't put the genie back in the bottle and we don't want to, you know, we don't want to go to feudal times where we had arranged marriages and um, didn't get to choose as our job. Um, How do we rise to the challenge placed before us today? And I don't have all the answers to this question. So, like I said, I put out some self-help videos on YouTube but, um, and uh, there's my shameless plug, and I hope you'll find them useful. But this is something that I hope that you guys will talk to each other about. and um, Start thinking about it in your own life, and talk to each other at dinner, or in between speakers at this conference. I mean, if you come up with anything good, send me an email, I'd love to hear from you. So I, I hope that you'll have a think about it and discuss your ideas. And, um, you know, in my opinion, this, is, this movement, it's gotta go far beyond politics. It's gotta go beyond philosophizing on YouTube. There's a place for all that, okay? It needs to be, in, but it needs to be something that takes root in our personal lives. We're given one life on this planet. Unless, of course, you're a Hindu, like here in India. Then you get reborn and reborn and reborn and reborn. Then enlightenment, yay! Okay, so, but seriously, it's important as a man, and I know this is important for women too. And some of you might be thinking this challenge, these challenges face women. I just feel like it's more of a pressure to people who are more of a masculine personality type. Now, there will always be exceptions to every generalization, but I really feel that men are feeling the pressure of this today, and. I think it's a masculine thing to step up to this challenge and it's not just for the sake of men, I think women need men like this too. Um, I think it's important as a man that you know that you're worth the trouble of investing in yourself. No matter how disposable or worthless this society or your elders gave you the impression that you were. I mean I definitely know that growing up in school. I thought that I was part of the less enlightened sex. Um, you know, you deserve to be at your best, and you, and only you can do that for yourself. You should make sure you give yourself the good friends that care about you. Take time to find hobbies that you enjoy, and cultivate skills. Feel confident. Uh, Competent, confidence comes from competence. Are there things that you want to learn that you just don't put the time into? Take 20 minutes out, set your alarm, make a commitment to it every day. That's you sharpening your wizardry, your warrior nature. Take care of your health and create relationships that meet your needs because, and this is really a real tradition here in India, you know, um, when someone dedicated themselves to the path of self-knowledge they'd wear an orange robe and they can still if you if you wear orange robes you can go in the public transport for free here but people would offer them food or somewhere to stay if they needed somewhere because it was thought that one person uplifting himself uplifted everyone and in the West, we've got this expression, you've heard it on an aeroplane sometime, put your own gas mask on first. The world needs you at your best. There are people out there who just can't get on without you, can't get on that well without you. But if you take this chance seriously, if you give enough of a shit to make the best of yourself, then you can have a massive impact on all of the people around you, and by extension, all the people they know and by extension we change the culture at large we start with enabling ourselves and by doing that we enable one another this just isn't about this can't just be about begging politicians to start representing men better and put our policies through I've never seen a hero defer to anyone else to make a positive impact in the world so Fuck the politicians, fuck the mainstream media, fuck any of the teachers in school that made you feel like you were the second sex or somehow flawed just because you were male, right? We're entering an area where we don't need mediators and representatives anymore. This is an era where we are called upon to step up and represent ourselves without intermediates, to show what we're made of, right? not just to talk the talk but to become the living breathing representation of the values that we hold dear that's the difference between a guru and a teacher a guru preaches what he practices anyone can pass on some information can you embody this we are the role models that we've been waiting for the strong Positive male mole male mole? male moles? male role models that we've been waiting for. It's us. So I hope you'll step into the future with me now and begin this lifelong journey and seeing your own life as a heroic journey. Thanks very much for your time. And thank you so much to Elizabeth Hobson for beaking me to speak. I'm sorry that I can't be there to give the speech in person and to discuss it further with you all. Namaste means the divine within me bows before the divine within you. So you heroes, let me finish with the traditional Indian greeting and goodbye. Namaste.